Hi, welcome to Iris Speaks. Um, like you already know, it's been quite some time since my last post. I just posted the intro and I haven't posted an episode. So this is my first official episode. And it's neither Thursday or Sunday, it's Monday. So I don't know if I'll be changing days or what, but yeah, with me. Um, I was feeling a little inspired today, so I decided to do a story time, which is what we do. We tell, state our topic, then we share a story in which we have experienced that said topic and how we got over it and what we recommend and not that i'm an expert and i'm not know all or know it all but i mean i've been through quite some things in my life and i think that when it comes to certain topics i can give my experience my opinions and what i've learned so join me on this episode of harry sticks Today's episode is about toxic relationships, whether it be toxic friendships or toxic romantic relationships, situationships, flings, one night stands, whatever you've been through, if you've ever had contact with a toxic person, I think almost everybody has. If you haven't, then you probably one of world's favorite people. Congrats to you. So, um, basically, what can I say about toxic relationships? Firstly, like anything, if you need to cure it, you need to admit that you have a problem. So admit that you are currently in a toxic relationship. And secondly, work on leaving that toxic relationship or situationship or whatever it is or friendship because I mean life is too short for negativity to be living rent free in your mind okay how do you know if you're in a toxic relationship well number one you don't feel like your life or your experiences or what you're currently going through apart from that relationship is the number one priority you have to pretend to be someone that you're not comfortable being when you are around that person you feel like if you're walking on glass or eggshells when you're in the presence of that person and that person's number one favorite topic to talk about is themselves Um, and you just feel like if you're being drained like your energy isn't where it used to be before you met that person you were happy healthy in the moment person and since being in this relationship or friendship you feel as though your life like they're the sun and your life revolves around them everything you do is to make that other person happy and not yourself happy and um, if you try to take away the attention 
or the focus away from that person is a fight down is a quarrel is a cut is a something and personally it just is a total training experience i know about that so um let me tell you my story now i've been in every type of thing you could think about i've been in toxic friendships toxic situationships toxic relationships toxic we together but we not together toxic everything until i i um met my husband and even when i met my husband i was still in a toxic friendship um so i mean i've been up and down on the scale so i have a wide view of this topic but i'm just going to tell you about one particular situation i'm not going to be using people's real names because i don't want to get sued but my toxic relationship well my toxic relationship um started quite early actually you know um i love men i've always loved men and my experience with men has been a very negative experience like i said but i mean nothing it's more than this particular person or this particular person that me so i was young minding my own business totally unaware of relationships and what it took to be in a relationship and that kind of thing i mean i've had boyfriends but never anything serious to the point of okay we're full on we're having sex we're going out on dates with that kind of kind of relationship so i mean let's call him keegan so i met keegan while i was working in a cosmetic store and his his great aunt owned the store that I was working at and I went to school with his cousin who looks like him and had a crush on him on the cousin that is for a very long time come off yeah and being in that relationship with him I learned exactly how toxic the male ego is so I always loved poetry and I always loved singing and performing and everything like that and um, I remember one time even before we made it official that we are in a relationship I remember that we we went to this poetry speaking thing that I was going to perform at and I performed one of my original pieces and everyone loved it like every everyone and then as soon as I came off stage I saw his face and he was like um it was good. it was okay you know but it could have been better I mean I mean I understand that 
you can't you well back then this is what i thought it was that okay he cares about me so he probably wants me you know he probably sees that i have room for improvement i mean i'm not the best spoken or the best poet poet i mean i know um maya angelo but i mean so probably that's what he's getting at maybe i should improve you know work on my craft that kind of thing and then while then um I was like, okay, well, I need to prove to him that I can actually do this, you know, that I'm actually creative, that I'm actually good at poetry, that I'm actually good at spoken word. So I went home and I just put pen to paper and started writing and it was flowing and I thought I was killing it. And the next day I went to work and then in the evening I saw him because he would come every day to like check his aunt and that kind of thing. And I mean, I was really young. I think I was like 15 or 16, somewhere around there. And um, 16, 17, around, somewhere around there. And um, I remember thinking to myself, okay, you know, he's coming, he's gonna love it. And I did all of it, all of it. And he's gonna listen, he's gonna care. And everything. So when he came, he tried me home. Uh, yeah, he was older, so I checked things why I was like a child and trying to please my father perfectly I don't know I don't have that issues I promise my father is the best father in the world I tell everybody that um but when I read the poem for him the poetry for him um he was like you really think that this is something you could do he's like well I mean I don't really think that this is something you could do though. I, I don't think this is something you should ever do again. Because, I mean, you're not that good. And I was like, no, but first, the Aryan inside of me, the Aryan that I know, was like, Scratch! Hold up. Wait. Who are you talking to? And then, somewhere, out of nowhere, This meek, mega little thing came, voice came out and I was like, okay, then I guess I wouldn't do it again. And he was like, good, because he was just embarrassing himself. And I was like, but wait, uh, I saw, no, but I mean, looking back, I was like, I saw a super man, and this is the way I allow this person to speak to me. Anyway, again, so I had myself. So, it continued and then little by little like with a chisel he starts to chip away at the person that i was the person that i wanted to become you know that strong woman that my mother was grooming and i started to feel really depressed and um, trapped i mean he never was physical he was just you know verbally abusive and emotionally abusive and people don't like to take credit or give credit where it's due to for emotional abuse emotional abuse psychological abuse is i mean at least when someone hits you not saying that that is better because none of them is better but when someone hits you those wounds they can actually see the wound and can actually can actually see the progression of it healing whereas when someone abuses you on an emotional or psychological level 
is like you can't see it healing or you don't know that it's healing because um, it cuts so much deeper because they now start to condition your mind so you start to all the negative things that they say to you that you're not with it or you're not good enough or you're getting fat or you do this or you do that it tends to take a toll on you and you start to believe what this person is selling you it's like they're slowly conditioning you like beating you down so that they could be better than you that you become dependent on them so because you don't have an identity of yourself because they have taken that away from you and you are now a shallow or shallow of a person for them to fill up their bullshit in so like it's like you're a full vessel filled with all the goodness of God's creation and little by little they just empty you little by little and you're now this empty shell for them to fill their bullshit in if that makes sense so it came to the point where I started to contemplate suicide and doubting my value as a person in this age and I had a best friend at the point in time who is technically still my friend, not my best friend, but still my friend, who told me that why am I allowing this person to control the narrative of my life? When God gave me the pen and paper to write my own story. And at that point in time I couldn't perceive that because I mean, I, I, I felt like a defeated person, so I, I, I acted like a defeated person. I was like, you just tell us about my relationship, and we solid over here, we good over here, and things good, and thing, thing, thing. And then guess what, ladies and gentlemen, what happened? A weekend passed, and this dude went totally MIA. When I told you, like, like, like Deathcon one, like you could not reach him, like on Facebook. Well, then have Instagram, Facebook, or, or uh, I don't think uh, Facebook is there. High five or my sister, nothing. Like you called and you could not reach him. Called, 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 and then I was like, you know what? Let me go home by him, go up by him, and his mom was there got us her soul not really because she's an evil bitch anyway and um i went there and i was like where is keegan and she said oh he's not here he gone toko to work at the guest house i was like what she's like he, he didn't tell me i was like told me anything and I mean mind you I was so defeated as a person I used to literally leave my house go to his house clean his room do his laundry like a good little Indian wife and uh, I'm not Indian by the way I'm back and uh, I mean I don't mean that in a derogatory term I mean if you're from the Caribbean or from Trinidad you will understand what I mean by that and uh, be like your little wifey with wifey cuties at girlfriend prices, you know? Kind of see. 
and I would go there and I would just be like oh my god taking care of him making sure he eats when he comes home taking all his food taking his food when he finished it wash it like all the extra things I did for this man anyway so he went MIA for the weekend and I couldn't get him so I went home by him I already said this his mother gave me her phone to call him so I took the phone and he was like yeah ma and I was like no this is not your mother this is your girlfriend I have you know been answering my calls and blah, blah. and he caught me off and he was like oh yeah what is this scene everything I think no my everything go past that like, yeah boy I didn't hang in uh, you know things is anyway go we go we go link later nah. like he hung up the phone and I was just hearing he hung up the phone on me so I tried calling back and he didn't answer so I left from my him and I went in my mother's house went back inside my yard upon my yard I'm not Jamaican by the way anyway and then the following day which was the Monday he came he came at my school and this is high school he came to my school and he was like um, after school and he picked me up and he was like yeah let's go for a drive let me just talk and he was like I have to get home my parents are stuck with me home I can't be driving along with you my parents are not with you yeah, I was thinking around this. That's a little, that's a little hole. You know, once upon a time, long ago, I was a hole. I ain't in it. Go back to right now. Anyway, so we went for the drive, and I was like, what kind of shit is this? Yeah, all of a sudden, I found the bass in my voice that came out. Thank God. I was like, how are you going to do this to me? like a sad 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 pussy ass bitch according to my best friend I was like how you can do this to me I can't believe you after all the things I've done for you you did this to me and it's a very calm taste people say what are you talking about I don't know what you're talking about my phone was on silence. I did not get any of your missed calls. And I didn't get any of your messages. And then I was like, but bitch, you answered your my call from your mother's phone. And then acted real cryptic. Real suspicious. Cryptic. When you answer the phone. So tell me. What's going on, yo? And he was like, well, you know, I was in the divorce them and I thought it was not a cost and I didn't want them to be a cost and da, da, da. And I was like, I will kiss you though. You have me like a scared rabbit. A little, it's a bitsy little thing. I, I don't have the base in my voice to kiss you. So what are you even talking about? So, being the weak bitch that I was, I was like, oh, you know what? I don't really want to fight, I don't really want to quarrel, you know, we're together, you know. I mean, the main thing is that it's whatever you're doing, we can't over, it's not gonna happen again. 
be good. Right? Have bygones be bygones. I go my way, you can hit me. No scene. So, <sighs> Friday comes of that week and he calls me. I'm up, I'm home by him anyway. And he's like, um, he needs me to get all the clothes that I have from him out of his room because he's moving to Arima. Francis, I left Sangri Grandi, right? I mean, Arima is not on another island. This is one island. Arima is less than 20 to 30 minutes, depending on the traffic. On the stretch. He needs me to get my clothes out of there because he's moving to Arima and he does not have time for a relationship anymore. That he's sorry, but he wouldn't have time because he'd be working 24 7. He would barely have time for himself. He could barely do this, he can barely do that. He could, you know, I, I smell fuckery. I smelled fuckery at that point in time. Thank God I thought someone would have to slap me for me to get the point. And um, I was like, wait now, hold on a second. So you're breaking up with me. I wouldn't call it breaking up with you. I mean, I can't be with you. I said, so, okay. So you're breaking up with me. So it means tonight, tomorrow, a next person comes into my life and say, yo, if anybody asks me, they can get a play, I can get them a play because I don't know Right? That way you're saying. And he was like, no, I didn't miss like that. What I'm saying is that we can't be together right now, but I mean, we can be together eventually. I was like, what? What is eventually? No, 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 That is not going to happen. You know what? I've been and I gave him a piece of my mind. I was like, you have this figures me emotionally, psychologically abused me taken away the person that I was going to be. You took so much from me and now you're gonna tell me that you don't want to be with me after all that I have endured to be with you. Okay. What's your name? Who's the girl? Who's the girl? Who who's the girl who has probably been there all along? And was there last weekend that you are going to treat me like that? And he was like, well, um, I don't have nobody. It's just that I don't have time for a relationship. I have no time for relationships. I go have somebody else and think together. You know what? We done. It's okay. Then the Negro, sorry, not the Negro, has the chin. Had the audacity to ask me about it. So, okay, yeah, no song for this. I was like, what the fuck? You sorry? You, you're not sorry. You're not a real person. Like, you know what? Just, ca- just drop my home. Because at that point, it was too late for me to travel, to go anywhere. So, like, you know what? You got, you're just gonna drop me home. And he did not drop me home. He dropped me on my son because apparently he had some bachelor party to go to. Quote and unquote. That is probably quote to go by Indira house 
Yes, I'm not using her name either, but it sounds very close to that. And live it up. And I was just like, okay, cool, let's see. So after going through that and experiencing that and experiencing what it took to come back to myself, because it was a journey. Because even when I met my husband, I was still very damaged. I still very much doubted myself, doubted my beauty, doubted my talents, doubted the type of person. I'm still, it's still a journey, it's still a struggle. Because I mean, even, even doing this podcast is foreign to me. I mean, it's something I've always wanted to do, but I didn't have the confidence to get it done. But now that I'm doing it, I feel good. So, what could you learn from my story, which has been all over the place and full of emotions, because I didn't realize how angry I so was, but anyway. We still had to work through different things, as I'm a therapist as well. What have I learned? What I've learned is that if you're not emotionally mature enough to be in a relationship, you shouldn't be in one. If you don't have the strength within yourself or the strength within your identity or you don't know who you are, like totally strong and rooted into who you are or who you want to become you should not be in a relationship you shouldn't be with anyone if you are at a point in your life where you're still discovering yourself and you're still at that point where you're going to be doubting the type of person that you are then you shouldn't be in a relationship you shouldn't be with anybody because you're not strong enough and people tend to put their insecurities or project their insecurities onto others they don't in- some people don't intentionally do it and have some people think out there like him who would do it intentionally and love to see people squirm and love to hurt people but i mean on a whole everybody have their baggage and if you can't handle your life and what your life has to offer you shouldn't be in a relationship because you're just going to be like oil and water and you're just going to diminish god's purpose for your life you need to accept god's purpose for your life and i mean yes i was christianizing before but i'm telling you god's purpose for your life is so much richer than anything you could ever think about you know that's what I learned. I learned that not all that glitters is gold. Not everybody who says they love you does because some people use that word and that phrase as a weapon. Some people say I love you to de-escalate situations so that they could get back control of situations. They don't really love you. They're just saying that because they think that's a way to pacify you. Like you're crying daily. Like if you're a pacifier, I love you. Another thing I learned is trust your gut. If you feel deep, deep down that this ain't right and this not feeling right, this don't rest right with my soul, then it doesn't. It isn't ever going to. 
Stop expecting men to change. Stop expecting women to change. Stop expecting people in general to change. People are who they are, you know. And nothing you say or do or try could ever change the person that they fundamentally are. If someone doesn't appreciate the person that you are, you're a diamond. God only made one person. God only made one you. Even in twins, they're two separate individuals. God only made one you. And he made you special and totally original. And if whoever you are with or whoever you're friends with or whoever you're dealing with, don't see that and don't appreciate what God has given them the privilege to be in the presence of, they're not worth just your time or your energy. Another thing I learned, like this judge said, stop. Stop doing, stop doing things. Stop doing things to people just like that. Stop doing wife duties at girlfriend prices. Stop it because all it's going to do is just take energy and time that that you could be spending actually finding someone or actually developing yourself so that when that right person comes along, who would wipe you up? Who would put that ring on your finger? You have you're totally secure in yourself. You have no insecurities. You have no 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 baggage or anything like that. And you're totally secure in yourself. So you know who you are and you know what you want out of life. You know, you know what you want out of life. You know where you're going. And that is where you really need to decide, okay, I am who I am and I have accepted who I am. And that's the thing. You need to love yourself. That's another thing I learned. Self-love is always the best love. Nobody can love you except for God the way you could love you. Nobody could appreciate you the way you could appreciate you. Don't let anybody make you feel like you're less than ever and no matter what you could be you could you could you could be not not happy with your weight not happy with your face not happy with your hair not happy with anything but just know that you are beautiful there's something inside of you that is lives within you that does not live within jane or mary or ashley or indira you are you love you and appreciate you so i guess that's all i have to say i said in peace hope you enjoyed this episode of how you speaks thank you so much for giving me your time and your air keep listening keep hoping keep loving keep accepting you because you are beautiful i rose a diamond and if nobody can stop you peace and prosperity.